Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts. This is uh, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are we doing? We're, we're doing okay. Glad that the, the weekend is in sight. Of course, that it will be the weekend. Hi, by the time you, you, you good listeners are yeah. listening. To, just, by the way, shout out uh, to Tom. Uh, Tom, you're having a bath right now. Uh, so I uh, hope you're enjoying that. What? Thomas told me at the last Pathfinder session that he tends to listen to our show while he's in the bath. Right, I thought so you do, meant, do, I thought do, you meant like as we were recording that you were aware that he was in the bath. And just right, like, right, like as of this moment, that is my superpower. I know when people are taking a bath, not a shower, just a bath. Right, well, I never bathe, so I must be like invisible to you. Yeah, you're you're, you're off my radar totally. I do shower. I might add. Yeah. Of, yeah, of course. Yeah. That that is that goes without saying. No, but I felt like I had to say that because there will be some smart arse out there that will <laughs> make some ho ho ho. Yeah, yeah. Get but, out. No, so so Tom Tom has revealed that he uh, listens to the show while he's in the baths, and you know, do, do with uh, do with that information what you will. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I must admit I I don't I don't like having a bath. No, I'm the same. I, I I feel like I'm just kind of in my own dirt. For me, it's not so much that. It's the after it, I feel like jelly. All right. Oh, do, does your skin go like really? No, pruny? no, no. It's not like it's like the um. I think it's just the effect of the like the hot water mm. on my muscles. I just feel all wobbly after no, a bath. You just, you just get out of the bath and just fall just on your face immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like that feeling. I, yeah. so, some people, that's what they relish about a bath, but mm. not I. Do you, do you not like a hot tub then? Would you mean like, uh, or just like bubble? Wait, what, what other context is there? <laughs> no, you, right, okay. By hot tub, you're obviously meaning like you get a the jacuzzi, bubbles Yeah, going. jacuzzi hot tub. Sure, yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone likes that, right? Yeah, I like that. That's okay. It's quite a decadent feeling as well, like being sat in one of those and then having some snacks and a few drinks. But at the same time... You feel like a king. More often than not, if there's a hot tub, there's a pool nearby. Would you rather be in the pool? No, what I was going to say is that you can go between them, right? Mm -hmm. Because have you ever been to a hot spring? I haven't actually, no. So when you go to a hot spring... um, I went to one in Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. many years ago um, in California. Yeah, um, and they they've got the the pool that's that's filled by the the hot spring water, mm-hmm. and it's roasting hot. Aye, um, but immediately next to it they have a 
pool of cold water. So you can cool yourself down. Yeah, and you go between the two yeah. constantly. It's a bit like that with a hot tub and then like the... The regular swimming pool. The regular pool. pool, I think. Yeah. Whereas when you, you're in a bath, you're stuck with that, that jelly feeling. Aye. Welcome to the uh, sort of bathing slash swimming episode of Unlucky Frog. We're literally being unlucky frogs. Yeah, because frogs swim. That 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 was poor. You'd have to be a very unlucky frog to end up in a hot spring. <laughs> You'd be done. A French frog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to back. Remember when we used to talk about gaming on this podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, you've done an article for the website I this did. week, which we're going to talk about uh, yep. because it's a bit nostalgic for us. Yeah, I mean, initially, I was just doing a bit of research for an article, which was more or less a retrospective on uh, a campaign that we both took part in. It's actually the campaign that we both met. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So this is place. so. Without sounding overly sentimental, yeah, yeah. It's a good, some good memories there. Lanky you know. Santa might have been there as well. Lanky yeah. Santa was there. Um, Tom Mannering wasn't. Tom, Mr. Mannering Tom, had Tom not. Tom was not. I think uh, Tom came onto the scene a little bit later. I think he might have still been in Carlisle at mm-hmm. that point. Uh, no, he was down in Preston, I think. Was but, he? But he, um, he was. He, he was yeah. south. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, but Colin, Colin was in on that campaign Colin's as well. There, uh, BM as well. Yes, uh, BM, who you uh, had a game with, I did the other weekend as well. So yeah. we'll talk about that. But um, the article is yeah a retrospective of the campaign yeah. and some hints and tips on how to how to make it good. Yeah, uh, well, obviously we're 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 a bit older, maybe a bit wiser. Nah, debatable. Nah, not but, me anyway. Okay, um, I'll I'll own that. <laughs> but the. I I basically committed to the article some of my my thoughts and some of the conclusions that um that that I've reached uh from from the the good and bad that we experienced in mm-hmm. uh under crimson skies yeah. as the campaign was called. So by all means folks check it out on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh have a read through it. Great article. A little uh, bit longer than the articles we normally do, but it's, uh, I I think the blog has clocked it in at about a nine-minute read. So yeah, it's it, it warrants it though because yeah. you cover off quite a lot. But yeah. um, what what were you uh, without wanting to repeat too much from uh, said article? What what were your highlights from that campaign? Um, at the risk of sounding a bit gushy, to me it was honestly the friendships that were forged through it. Oh, shut up. No, but in in all seriousness, the, there's something about those sorts of experiences mm-hmm. because it's it was an eight month campaign, right? Which is pretty long. It's quite quite long as those campaigns go. I think I think the one we did quite recently was about clocked in at about six seven months. But we we were doing it we bi weekly. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a hell of a lot less frequent because. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that sucks about being an adult is uh, you don't have as much free time. Yeah. Who knew? Exponentially, it's like the older you get, um, the more responsibility you get until I think probably you reach about 60. Yeah, when you retire and then you have all yeah. this time. Well, I, I was I was even thinking like when your kids get older, but mm. to be honest, I think there's a lot of guys in their 60s that would uh, contest that claim. Aye. <laughs> but... Um, 
but yeah, to to go back to the um, the 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 campaign, the, there there's something about the that experience that I guess in hindsight, you know, looking back, how how could you not become great friends through that? Yeah, and I I actually was a late comer. As well, you were, yeah, because yeah, it had already been underway. Just so, just so like to give everyone a bit of a bit of my personal background, I had just moved to Glasgow, and I was playing Warhammer Fantasy back in Carlisle, where I'm from. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, one of the first things I did was rock up to the GW store and yeah. just say, "All right, when's your fantasy game night?" So uh, I've gone. This is how uh, this is how organised this campaign was, and I wasn't quite used to it. There was a waiting list. There was. Yeah. It, it was in pretty high demand, and I I actually talked in the article about the first meeting that we had in Waxy O'Connor's. That's a good pub to have, like yeah. a meeting about a fantasy campaign. It's quite a quite a sort of world of warcraft green dragon type yeah so it. so it's um those who are not native to glasgow waxies is a uh, irish pub that's in the city center and it kind of looks like something in hogwarts yeah right it's yeah. really really nicely done imagine if disneyland did an irish pub yeah that, with actual alcohol yeah it's nice really nice pub really nice atmosphere um so we we met in waxies um, f- to to first discuss uh, what what we'd be doing with the campaign, mm-hmm. and I think there was about twenty of us there. That's initially. insane. And that wasn't all the people that were interested. And that was just the people that could make that meeting. Mm-hmm. And not not all of them hung around for the campaign for various reasons. You know, so, some of them maybe just were not as enthusiastic as others. Um, some of them were a bit weird if I'm being <laughs> truthful <laughs> yes just yeah there's a, there's all sorts of reasons that, that um, all of those people weren't there but it was mainly we could only accommodate 12 players mm-hmm. um, it was a massive map but the map itself took up like a, was it a 4x4 four four or a 6x4 6x4 it was a big map. Yeah. Uh, looked fantastic, though. And one of the things I loved doing was uh, the actual pieces to represent your armies on the map. Yeah. So one of the fun things about this campaign was your entire army right, had to be like constructed in a legal manner, but you could split it up into separate factions. That could be whatever you wanted. So I had an entire army that was just ghosts yeah. at the time. Before Nighthaunt were a proper thing. And the horrible thing about ghosts in 8th edition was you had to be magic to hit them. Yep. And uh, I went up against poor Andy, uh, drove his ogre army into it, and he didn't have a single bit of magic in that entire army. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was unpleasant. <laughs> a massacre. Yeah. No doubt. But, yeah, I mean, we, we had some... Uh... Some pretty interesting rules. I I think and I again I allude to to this in the article. I think that by twenty nineteen standards it would be considered quite clunky. 
Yeah, I, I, gaming's come a long way. Yeah, this this was back in 2012 that we were. There, there was a lot, a lot of stuff. I think, in hindsight, was unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely do remember that each week there was a lot of time spent just micromanaging keeping accounts yeah for your army basically yeah um, and i think it it's, it wasn't just that that, that was a a bit cumbersome that we, i've seen some systems for campaigns that that are just a lot mm-hmm. more streamlined yeah um i mean you can do it as simple as the the games workshop global campaigns where it's just like oh you play the game you get a point, and then it just goes to the the grand alliance. Yeah, whichever, you get, you whichever get a, faction. Yeah, point for painting a thing, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, we we played Firestorm, where they actually have a deck builder element to yeah. resources, where it's you you can purchase a, a barracks or a temple, mm-hmm. and it goes into a deck, and you're not gu- guaranteed necessarily to draw the upgrade you've just bought, mm-hmm. but you you have this balancing act of like upgrading your buildings or choosing to add new ones but thickening out the deck potentially yeah. which makes it a bit more cumbersome and yeah. less likely to draw the good stuff yeah but that that was a really neat system yeah i thought that was quite interesting how they uh, how they did that but there's and then of course you could just go for a full on narrative campaign right yeah, like you, just, you sort of craft a story yeah. around what you're doing, and that dictates. You, yeah, you know. just do the linked games where it's like, if you win, we do this. If you win, we play this scenario, yeah. that type of thing. So, um, as cool as that big map was, I think by the end of it, the novelty had worn off. I think we ended it at the right point. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was big enough and long enough to be. Um, First to all, say yeah. yeah, this was something quite special. Yeah, but, but it, the the, it the map is stale. The map itself, um, I I think, was just really impractical in hindsight, because because there was nowhere that we could really store it other than GW. Yeah, but even then, like the you know the guys were struggling to get it down the stairs sometimes, and then like <laughs> you know from from that from that Thursday to the next. You, there's no guarantee that all the pieces are still going to be in the map, yeah. and if they are, they're not going to be in the right place because, like, you know, someone rushes by, knocks it over, and tries to put it all back, and then suddenly everyone's flags are in the wrong place. I remember everyone basically taking photographs on their phone uh, to memorize. Yeah, so uh, exactly where where each uh, piece was. When everyone's having to photograph stuff, it begs the question of why bother with a three D map. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it looked really impressive, and certainly it was a, a conversation starter. You know, people would sometimes just, oh, what's that? You know, mm-hmm. walking by, total strangers. I remember, there was there was an American YouTuber who happened to be in Scotland, like work wise for uh-huh. his day job, but he popped into the GW store, and it was kind of surreal, um, seeing him. And uh, he, I'd he, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm desperately trying to remember his name now, because um, he's he, he does like a load of the tournament scene over in the US as well. Beast man, he played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember him talking about it as well, like just how 
big this campaign was. So yeah. it was neat just having outsiders like just yeah. looking at it and thinking, whew, bloody hell. Yeah. So I it was for and we we always try to end each uh, section of the campaign with an interesting scenario and I think one of the one of the more intre- the one that stands out in my mind was we did a Colosseum scenario. Yes. Yeah, we had like basically characters for just the characters in each army and we were th- th- monsters were thrown at us. If you've ever played the Fable games, right? There's always that in the Fable games yeah. at some point where you get thrown into a Colosseum and the, the, fight like, some big gribblies. The Crucible in Fable 2, that yeah. kind of idea. So that that I recall that I recall got quite grindy towards the end. Well, do you not remember the night where we were playtesting it? Mm-hmm. And you you got the rule for the uh, Crypt Horrors regen wrong? Oh, God, yeah, so that's it, right. it was supposed to be like a five-up regen. And like, I thought it was four. You were four up. And they were so, just impossible to kill. So we were, we were like sitting there like late into the night trying to kill these things, and you were actually like falling asleep in your chair. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, man. And then it was like towards the end, you're like, oh, I got the rule wrong. <laughs> right, it's time to go. Yeah, time for it's bed. It's time to go. Yeah. But of course, you, your, um, your dwarf was just unkillable in that campaign as well. Oh yeah, I mean back back in Warhammer Fantasy, you could you could pull some really cheesy combinations off with dwarf lords. Because was it basically like a practically, for all intents and purposes, a one plus save, and then a four up ward save. And then he and then he was like strength eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it was horrible. Oh no, it was glorious. No, it was not. I, I remember taking that guy to to tournaments. Mm-hmm. And you were always rubbing your hands when someone charged a demon princess against them. Yeah. Because they're, you know, like someone that doesn't know what's coming, like, oh, great, yeah, I'm going to... Little dwarf, going to crush him. And I remember um, I took him to a, a tournament. It was Edinburgh League of Gamers mm. were running. And this guy charged the Nurgle demon prince in, and the dwarf lord scalped him over two rounds of combat. <laughs> and uh, and the, another player came up and was like, what happened? And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, I charged the demon prince in. And he was like, rule number one of fighting dwarfs, do not engage the dwarf lord. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, yeah. Dwarf lords were gross back yeah. in the day. Aye. My vampires were pretty good, but oh, yeah, they yeah. couldn't... They I were mean, a lot more killy than the, the dwarfs, but like... Yeah. The, the vampires were good at um, like cleaving up rank and file. Oh, yeah, because you could just go cut through, like, swathes of infantry. Yeah. Whereas Dwarf Lords, um, they, they would chew up monsters and lords. Yeah. That was their thing. Aye. Giant slayers, ah, if you will. Funnily, funnily enough, yeah. yeah. So I... So th- that... Read the article for, for Ben's yeah. uh, reflection on Crimson Skies. And by all means, get in touch with us. Let us know uh, some of your memories of playing campaigns or if you've got any thoughts on how to... Any tips on how to make a... Or even any of your little anecdotes. Yeah, Yeah, Any of those epic moments, like uh, my dwarf lord drenched in blood in the Colosseum, one of the last standing in that scenario, as I recall. Basically because no one could kill him. Yeah. (laughs) I think he basically fell beneath a flurry of ogre attacks, but he he, he went about four rounds against all sorts of monsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, any of those epic moments... uh, 
any stories about folk you met in campaigns. We'd love to hear them. Uh, exactly. Might even read some of them out. Yes. Yeah, we could yeah. do that. Um, you had a game against BM uh, over the weekend. I did. So how did it go? Um, I've not I've not done a tournament for not for a war game in about I want to say about five years. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, and I've never done an Age of Sigmar tournament. Mm-hmm. But there's a doubles tournament being hosted at Common Ground Games in April called ah. Twin Realms. And uh, we've decided to go ahead and do it. And uh, what we've done, I think this is quite neat, um, that there's a bit of a, just talking of campaigns, there's a bit of a rivalry emerging between my Fire Slayers mm-hmm. and uh, BM's uh, Chaos faction. Okay. So what we've decided to do for this double tournament is an unholy alliance. Ah, all right. Yeah. Sort of like a, a begrudging mutual respect yeah, that for the kind enemy. Because that, that, that's sort of what has emerged through the, the little bits of narrative that, mm. that we've written and the the campaign games that we've played. Um, An- Anya and uh, Folkvar mm-hmm. as, the, as the two characters. So we've... Um, uh, BM's going to be playing as um, Chaos, specifically Fist of the Everchosen, mm-hmm. which is one of the formations from Firestorm. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be using my Fire Slayers. Of course. Uh, with a Stormcast Wizard ally. Swole Wizards. Swole Wizards. Into the gym. Yeah, So yeah, and he's got a couple of endless spells that he can chuck about the Nice, battlefield. yeah. So we decided to, uh, to convene for be my first game of Age Sigmar in about six months um, I have to say that the what has definitely been a huge contributor to my resurgent interest in the Games Workshop stuff of late has been the new White Dwarf yeah we were talking about this before we started recording yeah um, um, and they've, they've shaken up the format a bit and pro- probably in a way that will be familiar, more familiar to those who used to read White Dwarf back in the 90s yeah so um, everyone were, has been moaning of late uh, like the first eight pages of White Dwarf for the past like, as long as I can remember like 10 years yeah it's been all the new releases that's gone mm-hmm it's it's returned to being a hobby magazine. There's short stories in there. There's uh, battle reports. There is like strategy columns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actual rules. Ha- actual it. rules. Yeah, because this is the thing. They have done rules for a while, but mm-hmm. the thing that they keep iterating is that any rules that appear in the White Dwarf are official for the games. Mm-hmm. That that they're that they're for. Yeah. Like they've they've done Age of Sigmar skirmish rules and things. So just, cool. just reading that has really rekindled my enthusiasm for it, which is you know, in case anyone's wondering why I've been talking about these games mm-hmm. quite a bit over the past couple of podcasts we've done. Um but anyway, back to the, the game with mm-hmm. uh, with BM. BM. We we decided to reconvene, play a bit of Age of Sigmar, um, but f- for some bizarre reason decided that the lists that we'd written to complement one another would use against each other. How did that pan out? It's a horrible idea. <laughs> badly badly for me in particular. Yeah. But it, it 
it's almost a little bit like going, oh, let's have the bard and the paladin fight each other. <laughs> the poor bard just going, no, <laughs> please, no more. But at the same time, it's like, why would you do that? There's yeah. not even any comparison. They're designed right. to work in tandem, not against each other. Right. So what are you what are you guys going to do going forward as like prep for this tournament then? Yeah, so we're we're going to try and get uh, arrange a couple of doubles games against some other folks. That works. So probably your bad self included in there. I might I might dabble. Yeah. I might dabble. Bring out the the night haunt. Get your ghosts out. Yeah. For the lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So- it went it went horribly for me though. Yeah. Um, uh, BM's running a lot of change. <laughs> They are disgusting. So that was me you, just being sick. Yeah, you know. Aye, bloody big bird. Because they nothing can stop a lot of change casting spells. Yeah, it's just gonna happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's gross. So, so that was it. Just like blue fire coming out of his arse, <laughs> and um, ripped apart by skin moves. Delightful. So it just went horribly. Oh well, <laughs> but you know now not to try that tact again. Yeah, and uh, we'll... but I, I was so I had a bit of a moan about my result. You know, mm-hmm. so I think you're allowed to have a bit of a moan, right? That's your right as the loser. But I then say. I then I counted up because um, I've got a, a journal mm-hmm. that I write all my results down in for Age right. of Sigmar, the Book of Grudges. Yeah, and I think um, I've got 19 games logged on it, and I think I've won like. 11. Oh, that's a pretty good win to yeah. loss ratio. So, so right after that, VM's like, oh, come on. It was, the, the, it was total reversal. Like, no, you're not allowed to mod. Yeah. Like, what, like, what is that? Like a 66% win ratio? <laughs> Shut up. So there that was go. me. Like, right, okay, I'll go back I'll, to my box. Okay. <laughs> I'll come down off my horse. Yeah. yeah. I, well, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll help you guys uh, prep for the uh, doubles tournament in April and we'll see how that goes probably badly for me and whoever whatever unlucky soul is well that's the plan mate. but at the same time as the old saying goes it's like you know bad rehearsal good show yeah so yeah it's, like, it's true you kind of want to to do badly in uh, in training and mm-hmm. in rehearsal whatever because I think it keeps you on your toes a little bit Aye, indeed it makes you more aware of your weaknesses going in mm-hmm Whereas I think if you're boss in every practice game... You're, you're just going to feel like you're invincible. Well, it's not just that. You're maybe not going to be as aware mm. of what your weaknesses are. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll let you know how, uh, how, how prep for the tournament goes and uh, when April comes around, how you and BM do... Uh, yeah. on the day itself. But uh, gaming-wise for me, I've done a couple of things uh, yeah. this week. Uh, we had uh, Pathfinder, big reveal. Big reveal, okay. Big reveal, right. Uh, so, uh, we're, we're at the moment, just to catch is everyone this up... The, this is still the campaign where there was, like, Orca Whales and... Yeah, 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 still there. So, we are... Uh, just to catch up people up where, where our party is at the moment, we're hunting down Drow, all right? The drow have okay, been the, full on race war now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we we've uh, we've put our chips in and we're helping these elves exterminate the drow. That sounds really sinister when I put it like that. But drow are really, really bad. <laughs> 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 they're, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really bad. That makes us so much better. <laughs> well, oh, God. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> but draw are bad, guys. They are. All of them. They're horrible. Anyway, uh, so so we're fighting uh, this big battle in the ruins of an ancient elvish city. Mm-hmm. Um and this uh, this uh, town of elves that we're helping, uh, trying trying to reclaim their ancestral home back. Mm. There's uh, one one of the characters was a lieutenant who was a bit, a bit can't say that word on the yeah. podcast, <laughs> but yeah, he, a, a, a bit a bit douchey. Okay, bit of a typical elf, really. But there we go. Oh, wow. Okay. Just just all the racism tonight. It's fantasy racism. That's fine. It's okay. That's yeah. all right. It doesn't hurt anyone. Really? It's true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Anyway, um, Dave, Dave's character, Alanon, is a half-elf. Okay. The big reveal, this uh, lieutenant guy is his father. Oh. Yeah. So uh, apparently my face... like I'm, I'm infamous for having uh, no poker face whatsoever. Yeah. So apparently my face was a picture when this got revealed. Like, just full on. Just aghast. Yeah, just... <gasps> yeah. So, so plot-wise, that's what's going... That's what's happened. We, we found this out before the final fight of the battle. Who knows what will happen. Oh, so they're going to... We've got... We've got... So we've got... Cross the, swords? No, well, I don't know. No, uh, what, what I think... I mean, when when a big emotional reveal like that happens in a TV show, for example, you kind of think, "All right, dead man walking now." Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe there's a way we can save Alanon's dad. Reconcile this, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're we're going we're going into the Academy of Arts, which is where we think uh, the Drow have like a portal that they're pouring in and out from. Okay. So we're going to try and seal that up. Uh, so we'll, I'll let you know how we, we get on with that. Uh, but secondly, I've been playing a bit of Magic the Gathering again. Surprise, okay, surprise. Yeah. But in paper this time, rather than... Uh, digital crack? Ra- rather than, yeah, rather than digital crack, your good old-fashioned uh, working man's cardboard crack cocaine. Yes. There we go. So uh, I did a seal tournament at Geekaboo on. I found myself at a loose end on Sunday. Geekaboo, so, okay. Geekaboo, yeah. Not your, not your usual haunt. No, no. Well, they they were running a seal tournament, which is you, you buy six boosters and you build a deck from it, uh, and it was really good fun. Uh, I'd never I've never gamed in there before. Mm-hmm. I happened to just see that they were running this on their Facebook page. I've been in the shop a couple times. Yeah, likewise. I've, I bought some things there, but I've mm. never actually partook in an event there. But it was re- a really nice atmosphere. There was eight of us in total, which is like a perfect number for okay. a tournament because it means you just do three rounds and there's a clear winner. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> uh, you're not going to ask? Well, I'm guessing by how smug you are that, that you did quite well. Um, I won. <laughs> 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 and not only did I win, but I got a nice play map uh, with some fancy art from the new set and champion written on it because but, it was so. And uh, on Monday, I also found myself uh, at a loose end in the evening, so I went along to Geek Retreats draft as well. And um, you're gonna 
gonna ask me how I did. How, how did you do? I won that as well. You're you're so dignified about this winning business, aren't I you? I know it's great. Um, and not only did I win that one, I won a second copy of the same play mat. <laughs> so I've got two play mats with champion written on. Just get a picture of you like reclined in a chaise long <laughs> draped in the, well, the play mats. As as much as I'd love that, and I would, I would love that. But uh, um, Charlotte actually had a better idea. Okay. Uh, so I am going to give away one of these play mats uh, to okay. one of our one of you good listeners and uh, supporters of the channel, so that you too can be a champion at Magic the Gathering. You're the worst. What yeah. are you? Why? <laughs> why is that bad? Because it's so cheesy. Yeah, shut up! It's it, it works. Does Work. it though? Does yeah, it? Yes, it does. Yes, right. it okay. does. Right. So, guys, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do a bit of a giveaway. We'll what what we'll do is we'll post the details on how to enter into the uh, show notes. Yep. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll just draw winners uh, later on, uh, probably in the month of March. Sure. Probably be a like, share, subscribe type. Like, comment. share, subscribe, comment. Yeah. You know that sort of um, thing. Send us increase, mail. Increase our visibility. Help yeah. us to help, help us you. to help you. Get a nice play mat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I was pretty chuffed, though. And, um, yeah, again, really loving this new set. Uh, You were saying that one of your games was a bit unpleasant, though. Yeah, the the opponent was a bit salty. Yeah. This was, was, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I think that I think you can you can lose in a fashion which is you know humble and like yeah yeah pleasant good game. You good can game. do that, or you can also do what I do mm-hmm. and just try and in a tongue in cheek way make the other person feel horrible about what they've done, <laughs> like in an over exaggerated fashion. Throw your toys out the pram. Yeah, yeah. That kind of just embrace the the hate, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I did with Tom at Kelty. Let the hate flow yeah. through you. Well, I mean, I did it with Tom with Kelty yeah. the other day. You count up his victory, but I very good. All of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. So, but no. I, on the whole, uh, great experiences. Uh, really, uh, and uh, first, given that that was my first time at Geekaboo as well. Uh, both the the staff member Tom who was organising the event and uh the participants themselves were really welcoming so yeah. gonna go uh definitely gonna make a point of going back there and i know i know the guys at geek retreat and they're always awesome so yeah. uh gonna gonna go there again funnily enough yeah. <laughs> so there we go doing the rounds yeah yeah just uh all, all the cardboard crack just ruining everyone's day by winning everything how's that ruining someone's day well that guy obviously had a bad day. Look, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I think on that note, uh, that's all we've got time for. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that, there was an upwards inflection end, there end, just to just to see if there was anything else. Just we end to on talk Josh about. talking about how awesome he is. Why don't we do this all the time? <laughs> because what? it doesn't happen very often. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Until next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.